Now, let's begin the show today and talk about red tape and getting back to basics. It's a line I've used on this show many a time, uh, referencing local government uh, and its need to stick to their core responsibilities. Well, a 33-page report called the Vancouver Task Force Report uh, has been released uh, by City Hall. The task force uh, was created last year so City Hall could see where it could save money and how it can refocus uh, its operations when it comes to the programs it delivers. There were a total of 17 recommendations. Now, the core issue is the fact that the report uh, showed that the city spent $150 million in operating expenses and over $230 million in capital expenditures outside of traditional municipal service areas in 2023 alone. What does that mean? Well, the money went to climate initiatives, social housing, child care, emergency aid, health care, Vancouver Fire and Rescue Services as well. So different types of programs outside, one would argue, is the, sort of the core focus for City Hall. Now, keep in mind, Vancouver City Hall's yearly budget sits around $2 billion a year. Uh, earlier today, Councillor Pete Fry spoke to uh, my colleague Jill Bennett. Uh, take a listen to his comments. But the reality is, is when we are faced with, uh, you know, housing unaffordability, homelessness, the overdose crisis, all these things that are, are manifesting on our streets in our city, um, and if it's if it's not being handled by other levels of government, then we have a problem that that unfortunately um, we, the city of Vancouver, are, are are faced to reckon with, and consistently we hear from the public, uh, the taxpayers. Uh, that those are priorities for them. So, you know, nobody, generally folks don't talk a lot about pipes and roads and sewers and stuff, but we certainly hear a lot about homelessness, public safety, uh, people suffering on our streets. Those are, are consistent uh, requests from taxpayers that we need to do more to address that. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about the task force recommendations is Kareem Alam. He's a former chief of staff to Mayor Ken Sim and ran the ABC uh, campaign as campaign manager. Kareem, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jazz. What do you take from the overall uh, sentiment of this task force report? Well, the report itself was a bit of a snooze fest. For those that watch city politics closely, there wasn't really anything new revealed in the report. Um, but in support of uh, the, the report itself, it does highlight that there has been this consistent downloading of costs from federal and provincial governments onto the city's budget. And some of the things that uh, Councillor Fry had mentioned are things that I agree with. The city is taking on more responsibility for homelessness. Um, uh, our fire departments turn into an ambulance service, which is a provincial responsibility. Things like dikes. Yes, we have dikes in Vancouver like they do in Richmond, have now been uh, downloaded on to the city's books as well. So that's putting a tremendous amount of pressure on the city's uh, on the city's budget every year. But the list keeps going on. Ecom 911, there was a special levy that was downloaded onto the city of Vancouver this year. Again, it was a 7 or $8 million hit, which is almost responsible for a full percentage point of uh, property tax increases. But this downloading of costs has become uh, quite standard. Um, three years ago, the report said $150 million of download costs. Three years ago, that number was $98 million. So in three years, that number has grown by about $50 million. And that's not an insignificant number. So how do you fix this problem at City Hall? If you're saying there's downloaded costs, every municipality is dealing with it, including the suburbs, including other major cities across this country. How do you fix it then? How do you fix this structural challenge within the budget? I don't know how to fix it without senior levels of government taking the responsibility for it. Today we saw Quebec Premier Francois Legault, who's typically seen as a conservative, and Olivia Chow, the mayor of Toronto, who's an NDPer, both come out and say that the refugees that Canada is bringing in, so the federal government is bringing in Syrian and Ukrainian refugees, and they're ending up in homeless shelters, 
in Toronto and in Montreal, but they're also ending up here as well too. And again, the city of Vancouver is responsible for uh, um, the cost of administering support and housing for, for, for these refugees without any transfers from the federal government. As a mayor, as a council, um, you're either going to pay for it or you're not. Um, and so the last level of government, that last safety net ends up being the city. Mm-hmm. We're a pretty compassionate bunch here in Vancouver and we care about our neighbours and we care about doing the right thing. But it really is going to be up to the more senior levels of government to say, okay, you know what, enough's enough, we're going to take some of this stuff back. What is wrong with having a heart, but at the end of it saying, wait a minute here, we can't continue this because if you're doing this, it's the sentiment is there, but there's a huge infrastructure challenge that the city has, right? It's ongoing. What is wrong with saying no, and, and I may sound cold here, to daycare? That's a provincial responsibility, right? And potentially federally and some of these other issues that you've talked about. What is wrong with saying no to some of this? Yes, uh, you're going to hear complaints in your city, but it's going to save a lot of money. we got a $2 billion budget. We should be able to do all of the core. I mean, the focus, what I'm trying to say is the focus should be on the core, the core things that we need done for a city. Garbage pickup, potholes, parks, some of the things that you've talked about. The other issues, yes, in a perfect society, we should be handling that. But why is Vancouver burdening itself with all of it? It's a really good question, Jazz. But fundamentally, we need to understand that a lot of these things are interconnected with each other. So if we don't spend enough money on shelters, the problems disperse and we see an uptick in crime. And then that manifests itself in increased policing costs. Um, when uh, we have daycare issues uh, in the city of Vancouver, then it's hard for the city of Vancouver to retract, attract and retain employees to come to the city. So we end up having to pay people more to come work at the city of Vancouver. So there never really is a straight trade-off where we stop doing something, we immediately see savings. Mm-hmm. Um, the linkages tend to be a lot more complex than that. But the real issue at the heart of this is to balance their budget provincially, to balance their budgets federally, um, successive governments, and this isn't to blame the most recent uh, two federal and provincial governments, but going back for 15, 20 years, they've been doing that by downshifting these costs onto municipalities and you saw today the Premier of Quebec and the Mayor of Toronto say enough's enough, um, and they're trying to build up the political pressure to get these uh, provincial uh, and federal leaders to take on more of the responsibilities, and that needs to happen. The next election, the leader that stands up and says, I'm going to stop um, downloading costs on municipalities, that's the leader we should support. What are the? Is this about community centres or are there other things coming down the pike as though that we're not talking about? That $500 million that was referenced in the report is something we've known about for quite some time uh, in the city of Vancouver. Now, to be clear, that $500 million is accumulated annually. So after 10 years, it's $5 billion. And that's a shortfall in deferred uh, uh, renovations, I guess is the word, um, for the sewer system. So over the course of 10 years, that's a $5 billion shortfall in upgrading our sewer system, which is at this point, 100 years old, and it's in desperate need of repair. One of the things that's impacting our ability to add new housing stock here in the city of Vancouver is how old our sewer system is, and that there's not enough sewer capacity for newer, higher-density buildings. Um, so this $500 million shortfall is an impediment to housing, but it's also a significant future burden on taxpayers in the city of Vancouver. So where would this, this would be Iona then? No, this is funding just for the existing sewer and water infrastructure that you have underneath your house. The Iona sewage plant um, is in desperate need of being upgraded. Uh, Currently, it's slated at an $11 billion price tag. That would make it on the scale of Site C in terms of dollar cost. 
Now, if the federal government and the provincial government fund two-thirds of it, that will increase the property taxes in the city of Vancouver by about $700 per home. If the feds and the province don't fund it, it'll be up to $2,100 a home in the city of Vancouver. So the cost of all this infrastructure that's aging, that needs to be replaced, is going to have a very, very heavy burden. So these downloaded costs are making us not spend money on the things, on these core services that you're talking about. And what's been happening is we've been deferring and deferring and deferring and deferring. We've now kind of hit the critical end of life on a lot of this critical infrastructure, and we don't have the money to pay for it. Hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, a little we, – we were actually, there was a story earlier uh, this week in regards to the overtime that police are paying because of so many protests that we have in Vancouver. But one of the other issues you and I have touched on in the past is, I mean, if you're going to help Vancouver out, even things like homeless shelters – uh, you need to spread that out over the Lower Mainland. And part of the problem is Vancouver seems to be absorbing a lot of these very specific costs that really other uh, communities, at the end of the day, just don't spend the money on. That's exactly right, Jazz. Uh, there's the downloading of costs from senior go- levels of government, but there's also a side shifting of costs from other municipalities. Vancouver is a city of about 650,000 people. Its daytown population is well over a million. So we're having to pay for policing for a million people. We're having to pay for homeless shelters. Uh, we have 9,000 shelter spaces in Vancouver. Burnaby's only taken 200 on. So again, Vancouver's absorbing more than its fair share of, uh, of the cost. But also, you know, uh, we have all the big events here in Vancouver. We're the ones that get all the riots and the protests. We get the Jerry Seinfelds and the Chris Rocks, and there's policing costs associated with hosting those events. So those are all things that um, the Vancouver taxpayer is paying for that other uh, municipal taxpayers aren't paying for. Hmm. This report, when you look at it, uh, what's the chance this city will do anything about it in the present council? And what I mean by that, it still takes will, right? I mean, when you look, think of Paul Martin in the 90s with Jean Chrétien, they made a decision, you're going to eliminate the deficit. There are repercussions from that, don't get me wrong. And yes, lots of pressure from the reform and conservative parties as well. But they got to the point where um, the budget was balanced at one point. Uh, and now it's the other way again. But it was balanced. Is the will there to actually tackle this in a meaningful way? It's all well and good to have a report. But you know very well. You've worked in government. Yeah. Reports come. They look at it. Lots of noise. And then they get shelved. Is the will there with this council to actually address some of this stuff? You know, I can't speak for the mayor and council. It would take a tremendous amount of courage to start rolling back on some of these non-core service uh, uh, items, knowing full well what the consequences will be. Um, Rather than pushing the city council on these tough decisions, I would be looking at the province and the feds uh, to take on more of their fair share, which has been a common refrain from the mayor of Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto as well, too. Uh, This has got to stop. um, And ultimately, no one's going to say, I'm going to be dispassionate and discompassionate and stop funding homeless shelters. Um, uh, that's just not the right thing to do in a society. Um, but it is the responsibility of these the senior levels of government, particularly in the case of refugees and veterans, um, uh, for them to step up. Uh, and do you think there's any will to do that, though? Especially when we had an election coming provincially, we had an election coming federally in 2025. Is the will there? The will can be there, but the public needs to ask for it, and uh, we need to raise the profile of this issue. It's not typically part of a provincial or federal party's election platform to say we're going to stop downloading costs. Um, Typically, the will evolves sometimes out of the media by asking questions and having interviews like this, Um, but the feet of the federal and provincial politicians needs to be held to the fire uh, in, in in a more specific way. If we continue this route, and where we haven't done much except sort of 
flail about the edges a little bit. Where does the city end up and its taxpayers end up five years from now in your mind? It's already really bad shape. I remember when I was a chief of staff last winter, everyone was complaining that garbage wasn't getting picked up. But the issue that never actually got a lot of coverage was the fact that water pipes were bursting all over the city, flooding basements, causing millions of dollars of damage. And that's happening because the sewer system is just old. So we're already seeing lots of evidence of uh, of our infrastructure failing us now. And it's also failing us in other ways that aren't as obvious in terms of our ability to add density and, and, and build up some of our older neighborhoods. Hmm. My guest uh, was Kareem Alam. Kareem, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on.